Chapter Twelve of the Sealed Message by Fergus Hume. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Twelve, a wonderful discovery. Todd McAndrew was the happiest of men when he and Gerald left Mrs. Pelamodin's flat on that night. It was all that Haskins could do to keep Todd from executing a war dance on the street. Remember that you are a solicitor, warned Gerald. Surely you don't want to appear in the police court otherwise than in a professional capacity i am also a lover cried todd fervently and i care nothing for the opinion of other people legal magisterial or otherwise ass muttered his friend and shook the arm he was holding come out of your midsummer night dream and help me in what way asked todd more soberly i wish to marry mavis durham oh todd became more sober than ever haven't you forgotten her yet gerald stopped in surprise why in heaven's name should i forget her you unsympathetic idiot i love her and i love charity interpolated mcandrew enthusiastically then show a trifle of it retorted haskins punning on the name by helping me as i have helped you if it had not been for me mr toddy your future mother-in-law would not have consented to this marriage todd shook his friend's hand vigorously you're one of the best anything i can do by the way what am i to do forget charity for ten minutes in the first place and get into this approaching hansom in the second i intend to drive you to my rooms what todd pulled out his watch to read the time by the light of the street lamp under which they were standing it's past twelve james ian robert roy macandrew are you or are you not my legal adviser of course i am and-oh todd broke off hastily i knew that i had something to tell you about that will you know will then there is a will gasped gerald signalling to a hansom yes the will of captain julian durham who get in get in interrupted haskins testily as the cab drew up alongside we have much to say to one another todd jumped into the cab and shortly gerald slipped in beside him after giving his address when the hansom was spinning along gerald turned on todd sharply why didn't you communicate with me about this will when you knew how anxious i was i only learned the truth yesterday said todd quickly and wrote a letter asking you to call you should have received it this morning well then i didn't it's that infernal office-boy i'll sack him probably he has never posted it well then i searched for wills in the name of durham made about the time you mention there are plenty of people of that name and i had to read through a lot of documents finally i found that captain julian durham was your man how do you know because the property of captain julian durham is left to his daughter mavis gerald uttered so loud an ejaculation that the cabman looked down through the trap thinking that he was receiving an order no no cabby it's all serene drive on to frederick street when the trap was closed he addressed himself to macandrew then i was right quite right assented todd admiringly though how the deuce you knew i didn't know but i had an intuitive feeling todd groaned some more of your confounded occult stuff very good said gerald dryly i accept the rebuke but explain my intuition if you please what is your intuition exactly 
i believe said haskins seriously and choosing his words carefully that mavis has been shut up by reb to keep her out of the way while he enjoys her income this time todd uttered an ejaculation i believe that there is something in your occult rubbish after all he said in a wondering manner for the situation is exactly as you say ah gerald was triumphant and would have uttered an exultant speech but that the cab stopped in frederick street here we are todd get out how much cabby two shillings there you are wait till i open the door macandrew there run upstairs i'll follow rattling on in this way haskins and his friend went up the dimly lighted stairs for the gas was not full on and soon found themselves in gerald's comfortable sitting-room haskins lighted the lamp he detested electric and gas and passed along a box of cigars to his visitor todd was also accommodated with a glass of whisky and soda and a comfortable armchair gerald being similarly provided leaned forward eagerly now toddy tell me exactly what the will says todd's eyes strayed to an adjacent table why there's my letter after all that infernal boy did post it i dare say your man didn't bring it up you should row him jerry and-oh bother tell me about the will i can read your letter later well then said macandrew deliberately julian durham made a will at brighton more than twenty years ago disposing of six thousand a year ha reb's exact income yes only i think reb has five or six hundred a year of his own in addition the income of durham was left to his infant daughter mavis and michael reb was appointed her guardian and a pretty guardian he has been muttered gerald savagely you may well say that jerry the will says that reb is to enjoy the whole income on condition that he educates and brings up the child in a proper way which he has not done since mavis can neither read nor write couldn't the will be upset by that todd we'll come to that later but i would point out that the will provides for reb only until mavis marries when she marries the six thousand a year passes to her at once on her wedding day in fact only reb is not forced to account for what he has used up to that date haskins jumped up and began to walk up and down as he was accustomed to do when much excited then i am to understand that if i marry mavis major reb loses six thousand a year exactly he reverts to his original five or six hundred which apparently he possessed before getting his brother officer to make this preposterous will in his favour as it practically is haskins stopped his brother officer yes durham was in a gorka regiment and so was reb later i dare say reb exchanged to the west indies i always heard that he came from that place yes jamaica said haskins mechanically thinking of geary so this is why reb has shut up the girl and put about the rumour that she is crazy the plotting beast he's all that nodded the solicitor emphatically in that way he prevents mavis ever getting a husband and so while she remains unmarried he can enjoy his income or rather her income in a legal way in a legal way echoed gerald disgusted why the man ought to be hanged and quartered you can punish him more by depriving him of his income oh i'll do that so far as i am personally concerned i don't care two straws for the income oh come now human nature i don't go by human nature interrupted haskins sharply i go by my own feelings 
i would marry mavis without one penny since my five hundred a year and what i make by writing is enough to keep things going but reb must be punished and i shall do all i can to deprive him of this six thousand a year there is no necessity to bother said todd soothingly the thing acts automatically as you might say when mavis becomes your wife the money is paid over or rather the income is transferred to her on the wedding day the sole chance that reb has of keeping his money is to prevent the marriage oh he'll do his best to do that said gerald with a frown i'll tell you what todd that man won't stop short of murder oh you shouldn't yes i should mavis is under the impression that all girls are brought up in conventual seclusion and are not allowed to see young men reb for obvious reasons told her so but she understands that she is to be taken into the world when she is one and twenty her twenty-first birthday is only ten months distant nine months in fact when that time arrives she will want to come out if reb lets her out she will probably be asked in marriage and then he would murder her finished macandrew not at all reb is too clever a man to place his precious neck in a noose when her birthday came and she turned restive he would simply have called in a doctor to pronounce her insane and unfit for marriage no doctor would dare to say that mavis is quite sane much can be done with money said todd dryly and reb has six thousand a year at his command besides even if he could find no doctor to swear to her insanity the mere rumour of such a thing would prevent any man from marrying her i am not so certain of that said gerald grimly as you said just now much can be done with money however reb won't have a chance of working out his rascally plot whether he means murder or not i shall go to devonshire and interview him and how do you know that he is there questioned todd quickly the question recalled haskins to a sense of his folly in trusting the widow with his secret i have made a fool of myself macandrew he remarked soberly and resumed his seat it is my belief that mrs crosby has put reb on his guard and that reb has gone down to denley to thwart my plans for carrying off mavis mrs crosby jerry i warned you i know that and i wish i had taken your warning listen and jerry related his interview with the widow ending with an emphatic declaration that he did not believe she had kept her promise of secrecy macandrew nodded as he quite agreed with him as mrs crosby is engaged to reb she will not wish him to lose his income so do you think she knows of reb's position of course she may not have known it before you confided in her but she certainly would demand an explanation from the major in spite of her promise when she heard that he was keeping a pretty girl shut up mrs crosby is a woman and as a woman is jealous reb would be forced to tell the truth that is how his income depends upon mavis being imprisoned when mrs crosby knew that she certainly would do all she could to prevent you marrying the girl but madge has always been my friend protested haskins friendship goes when money is in question retorted todd i told you that i suspected the widow of being hard up if i am right she is marrying reb for the money and both she and he will do all they can to keep that six thousand a year but added todd slowly i do not think there will be any murder needed the insanity rumour is enough to prevent a possible marriage not with me raged gerald jumping up once more quite so therefore reb on his guard has gone to devonshire to work against you i'll follow by the first morning train 
take care haskins warned the solicitor reb is dangerous a man who would act as he has done will not stick at a trifle if there is to be murder you will be the victim gerald held his head very high i am not so easily got rid of he remarked quietly however mrs crosby and her mother are at bognor so they are out of the way now i don't like doing underhand things todd as you know but in this case it seems necessary that these two women should be watched to see if reb goes down to see them at bognor macandrew nodded i can arrange that i'll send a confidential clerk down it is dirty work but when dealing with a rascal like reb one cannot be too careful and you will take a revolver with you yes i may have to reckon with geary who is reb's spy and bully and then there is bellaria who todd broke off haskins have you been in italy and know something of italian so i know a great deal corrected todd indignantly i am excellent at languages you know that all right old boy don't get your hair off what is the meaning of the word tana tana it means a den caverna tana antro all mean a den he paused reflectively and todd threw up his hand before gerald could answer where have i heard that word it seems familiar no doubt when people speak in italy i don't mean that i have heard the word used in a peculiar way haskins reflected with his eyes on macandrew do you know anything in connection with the word about a red coral hand grasping a a dagger cried todd rising quickly yes of course when i was in naples there was some talk of a society i thought so i thought so it is called the tana society the den society in english i believe that it is a collection of cutthroats who terrorize people with the symbol of the coral hand the name comes from the idea of the society hiding in a den and emerging to do justice it is something like the sicilian mafia quite so haskins nodded i now understand bellaria's fear she ran out of this room as though she were crazy and indeed she was for the time being she apparently thought that i was an emissary of the tana appointed to kill her was bellaria in town cried todd astonished yes she found out about myself and mavis and came up to tell reb i called to see reb and we met she came back with me and we had a long talk she hinted about betraying a man called salviati with whom she was in love and talked about hiding from the vengeance of certain people when she saw the coral hand she ran out crying tana tana but how did you get the coral hand asked todd open-mouthed haskins described how he had taken away mrs crosby's cigarette case by accident and how he had found the hand in fact he told macandrew everything including the whole conversation with bellaria and the subsequent visit of mrs birch to recover the amulet and this signor venosta gave the coral hand to mrs crosby ended gerald what do you think of it todd macandrew sat down gasping it's like a confounded penny dreadful he remarked ruffling his ruddy hair girls shut up income stolen and secret societies oh lord there is going to be trouble in what way don't ask me todd rose and began to put on his overcoat if i were you jerry i should chuck the whole business what leave mavis yes if you don't want to get into a row 
reb may be connected with the stana society and no interrupted haskins decidedly on the contrary he is protecting Valeria from assassination by the tana and so is himself in danger of death but why should mrs crosby possess this coral hand you had better ask signor venosta who gave it to her he is probably a count fosco of modern days but if you insist on marrying this girl you will involve yourself in heaps of trouble i intend to go down to denley to-morrow and face reb said gerald determinedly mavis shall be my wife meanwhile you must have mrs crosby watched gerald winced i don't like it but i must save the girl i'll do all i can but i tell you what jerry if you don't return to london in a week i'll set the police on your track very good it's a case of marriage or death haskins was gay but todd departed filled with forebodings End of chapter 12